0: Hello, welcome to Bundle Buddies, the only podcast where we play through the entire itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. Uh, my
1: name is Alex Honnett. And I'm Eric Taylor Roth.
0: And we are so excited to bring this episode to you today. Uh, the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality existed back in June. Uh, it was uh, 1,741 items from 840 plus creators that raised 8. Uh, eight, over $8 million for um, and wow. all proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund and the Community Bail Fund, split 50-50. Um, cool. So a wonderful cause. And we are playing through all the video games in that package. Today is episode two. Uh, we have an amazing guest in Brian Biancardi. This was a really good episode, Eric.
1: This was really great. This was the first time that we played these games. I believe this is where the... Um, you know, I'm not even going to tease it. We're going to find out about a... Uh, a particular rule I have in video games. And I think that this is uh, where that rule originated. I also think I went really hard. <laughs> yeah, <this> absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, we're, we're having a good time.
0: Um, we also wanted to acknowledge quickly the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, yes. She died last Friday. It's immensely sad. Uh, no matter what your politics are. Um, she was an incredible a Supreme Court justice. Um, don't want to get into personal opinions on here. It's just incredibly sad that uh, she's gone, especially in the moment that we're in and we can't celebrate her for uh, who she was and all she did. We have to kind of confront her death in the context of the current nightmare that is ongoing. Yeah, well, it
1: needs to be. Uh, yeah, it's pretty it's very awful. Um, it's horrible. And uh, it's 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 also just scary because it kind of opens up a whole new level of, you know, it's like tentacles can come in from a new door now. I don't know. It's, it just seems uh, it's so tragic and terrible. uh, Heartbreaking.
0: We like you uh, feel very bleak and scared and sad. And we're going to keep on doing this podcast because it's a creative project we're enjoying. And we hope you'll keep living your lives as best you possibly can. And uh, our hearts go out to anyone who uh, feels so specifically targeted and directed that, Uh, You're having a really hard time with the news. So uh, if we can support you in some way, let us know, Um, which brings us to this week's cause. Uh, We, at least myself personally, and I'm sure Eric as well, has been really bummed out with the city's response to this current moment for racial justice we find ourselves in. Um, Mm -hmm. We've been doing a lot of learning about just what makes LA work and, and how it operates. And the city council is... The body that does the most and has the most power in the city of Los Angeles um, and watching them be so consumed by inaction uh, by the defund the police movement and be able to do so very or you know, not be able to do, but be unwilling to do the bare minimum for what uh, their constituents are requesting uh, is a real, real fucking shame. So uh, the best thing that you can do locally if you're in Los Angeles to make a difference is to donate to the Nithya Raman campaign. She's an urban planner, anti-poverty advocate and mother of twins. Uh, she is running in District 4 to unseat David Ryu, um, and she is an amazing uh, organizer and stalwart and uh, shares a lot of the values that I think we would want to be represented on the board.
1: Yeah, she's very cool. She's, um, in some ways, the city planning committee likes to function as a monolith, and she uh, is hoping to come in and try and move the needle a little bit and be a voice that does not necessarily uh, vote with money all the time
0: people instead of corporations, which is uh, huge and she is no stranger to this world. She is, if not of it has been a part of it for a long time and knows how things work. And uh, I think would be a, a very important voice to have on the council. So please uh, go to her campaign, Nithia for the We'll put it in the episode link as well and donate to her campaign. And uh, if you email us proof of your donation, we'll give you a shout out on the next episode.
1: Oh, yeah, baby.
0: Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bundle Buddies. Woo-hoo! Woo! My name's Alex Honnett. And I'm Eric T. Roth. And uh, this week, we're joined by the amazing, the wonderful Brian Biancardi. Hello, Brian.
2: Wow. wow, wow. Hello, my boys. My (laughs) My, my boys. boys, My boys.
0: (laughs) Uh, So to fill you guys in, Bundle Buddies is uh, a podcast where we play through uh, the entirety, every single game in the itch.io bundle for social justice and equality, which was released back in May or June, I believe. Uh, You paid five to 30 bucks or however much you wanted, and you got access to... Close to damn near 2,000 games with all the proceeds going towards amazing causes, advancing um, the movement for black justice that we are in the midst of right now. Uh, We are still locked down in quarantine, and there are still protests going on around the country. Um, (laughs) But in the meantime, we're in here playing video games whenever we can. Uh, So we're going to talk about some of the games that we played this week from uh, that selection. But first, Brian, what the hell is up, man? What's going on?
2: I mean uh as uh, as all of us have been doing in quarantine I have been gaming baby. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I Absolutely. cannot even believe. It. I can't even believe it. I mean I I built a PC back in April, Mar- end of March or April. Oh cool. You know, right in the midst of the worst time to buy computer parts and <laughs> <laughs> I mean put this thing together, it um it was like uh, it was definitely like hard, but also like uh, you know satisfying, gratifying how um, long how long did it take you to do it? It probably took well, I streamed it too, so yeah I, like, I,
0: I watched a bunch of it on Twitch.
2: yeah, so I like streamed it and I think that made things a little harder just because I was like not entirely focused on uh-huh. just building it, but it probably took probably on all maybe ten, maybe fifteen hours, something like that oh yeah.
1: okay fun uh i mean a perfect thing to do (laughs) when you have just infinite time that's the thing i was like
2: this is i spent forever looking up all the parts and then forever putting it together and then you know now i'm like oh look at this i use it almost every day
0: yeah Uh, i mean it's 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 something i desperately want to do now it was pretty much it was nixed pretty hard and then it was made easier because at the time when i wanted to buy it the parts were just like fuck you, expensive or gone, you know? Like...
1: <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've definitely considered it, but a, a just I'm still just a little console freak. Like I'm a little, a little, <laughs> I'm a little Xbox nerd.
2: Well, dude, this the thing is, like, once you if you do ever eventually go console or PC, mm-hmm. I mean, just feel comfortable knowing that you you'll never. I don't think you'll ever go back to console. Okay. I can't even fathom it. I can't even <laughs> fathom owning a console again is that true do you feel that way except the switch switch to me nintendo like cool. not it yeah switch feels like yeah. it's something but like a ps4 or xbox i'm like you can get a, it's all on wait it's all on here
0: <laughs> and it's like 20 bucks less expensive too oh. it just takes a little bit longer to come out it's so funny i i, I really want to build one especially like just being able to play any game that i want because I'm not going to play like the crazy AAA games mm-hmm. that require like require you to have a real hog, you know.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it. I'm only playing Mario. I play Mario. I figure out how to play Mario on anything. Yo, Doug, you play Mario on Xbox?
2: Ex- <laughs> Hold on. You play Mario on Xbox? The original oh, yeah.
1: Mario on Xbox and Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I throw my controller at the screen to kill the ducks. Hi, uh,
2: um, yeah, Miyamoto? Yeah. No, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to have to take him down.
1: Oh, fuck, I'm getting swatted.
0: <laughs> yeah, we swat on podcasts. Forget about <laughs> live swatting. It's all about podcast swatting now. Do not swat anyone.
1: Uh, uh, Brian, what are you playing right now? Mm,
2: this is kind of funny. I'm actually, last night I was playing Warzone. I also am not like, the biggest first person shooter I'm like I'll play them with friends uh-huh. like anytime yeah. I play like the few times I've tried to play Call of Duty like by myself I'm like hmm this is sad and I don't <laughs> like this yeah, <laughs> this, is, this actually
0: isn't fun this isn't I'm not having a good yeah, time right now this is
2: actually bad Um, yeah. so I played last night I played with check out this lineup Tim Lanphier, uh, Patrick Kent and Kyle Bethay.
0: oh man I'm almost spitting at my tea that's fucking awesome yeah.
2: What a lineup. It was crazy. And then Tim was streaming, and then Thomas Kelly hopped on his stream for a little bit. I was like, look at the Dude, look at this. That's a blast. That sounds like so much fun.
1: Um, I played for a little while. A friend of mine convinced me to play PUBG, and so I was Mm -hmm. playing that, and that was an experience of just being like, I am triggering anxiety in myself where I will... For about thirty minutes, kind of feel like I'm doing nothing, and then be instantly murdered the second I encounter another human. It's like, oh, okay. Eric, (laughs) did
0: have you ever played any Fortnite or anything like that? No,
1: no, I haven't. It looks
0: fun. That's like they took like PUBG and just made it like way more frenetic and like action packed, right? Is that like a fair description, Brian? Do you feel like?
2: Well, now even Fortnite, like I've played a little bit with uh, with Kevin Walsh and like. Now it's like there's just so much stuff you can do, like yeah. that. It's like you don't even really have to like go sh- fight people if you really don't want to. You could like they have like missions. It, there's so much stuff you can do. Go watch right. a Travis a Scott, Scott concert.
0: concert you know, just hang out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a Starbucks in it. You can go just like get coffee and listen to somebody play acoustic music. Like that uh, sounds great. Yeah. You can play Switch inside of it. Like, yeah, you yeah, can.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was playing Mario and Fortnite the other day. And
2: it was so um, satisfying until I got shot and killed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got
0: swatted recording a podcast making a Mario joke. And
2: <laughs> oh. and uh. Yeah. So Call of Duty has been fun. It is. I've made the mistake of drinking coffee before and then playing. And it's like, honestly, yeah. a panic attack. And, yeah. and there's then, something like, about it that's thrilling to me. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Four hours later, you realize you've wet yourself about two hours ago. Yeah,
2: it's like all the moisture's left my body. <laughs> <laughs> but I've also been streaming Hollow Knight. I've been, oh, I've been playing baby. Hollow Knight recently, and it's like I've loved the ride, but I'm also like excited for it to be done. Yeah. <laughs> it's such
0: a punishing game. It's so hard.
2: Yeah, it's the bosses. Are, it's like I feel like the difficulty is scaled very well, though, right. to where it's like. If you have come across a boss that is too hard, it's like you don't have to beat it to get through to the next right. thing. It's like right. you can go and like explore some other places. And like I just finished, you know, figured out, you know, 35 hours into the game that you can upgrade your nail more than one time. Mm. And so now I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> oh, shit, am I going to be unstoppable now? <laughs>
0: It was, it was funny because I, I thought I played that game pretty thoroughly through. I never, I didn't actually ever beat it because I sort of like saw the end game inside and was like, you, you know what? Like, I just don't fucking have it in me right now. I'm like tired and it's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But when you texted me the other day and you were like, oh man, just got to this guy. And I was like, I have never heard of this creature that you're speaking of. <laughs> Google does like, yeah, I never got there. It made me want to pick it back up. <laughs> Who could this boss be? Yeah, what is what is he talking about? Where could that I thought I saw everything? Like what is what does he seem that I'm not?
2: Yeah, they released all kinds they have like all kinds of like DLC. Whatever version of it I bought, it had like all the DLC already in it. Mm. So it's just like my perception of the game is just like this already totally built out, you know, like there's like several endings now and it's like just there's so much. There's so True, much now.
0: Truly massive. And the lore in that game is crazy, too. Just like That's the way what, they don't tell you anything. And then you sort of like figure stuff out as you go along, piece it together.
2: Well, you were, weren't you in my stream that one night? I when was. The guy the... dropped <laughs> it
0: was so funny. What I, was in, I was in Brian's stream hanging out and this kid showed up. And, you know, it's like that thing on Twitch where occasionally you get like a random person who stops by who just wants to like earnestly hang out and chat and like yeah. connect with people. <laughs> and he's like, hey, do you guys want to know the lore for Hollow Knight? what <laughs> and brian's like yeah yeah like go ahead man let, let's hear it and he let her rip baby
1: he really unloaded some lore on us oh i love that i love that so much
2: it was so helpful i now <laughs> i've been like now that i'm going through i'm like oh i remember this thing from that thing the guy said oh <laughs> the great thing
1: is that like i think sometimes i do that at parties with friends <laughs> <laughs> And I know that it is absolutely unwelcome. But (laughs) (laughs) But if you find somebody playing it on Twitch, then, like, come on.
2: That's it. You know, I can't leave. I have to. I pretty much have to. What am I going to say? No? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, I got (laughs) to (laughs) go.
0: Hey, I man, thanks so much screaming. for stopping by, but like, honestly, don't ever come here again.
2: Don't ever
1: come to my stream.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, guys, so we got to end the stream early today. Somebody won't stop talking about the lore.
1: <laughs> Somebody Thank won't ta- so stop talking
2: about this game that
1: we're playing, so we yeah. got to get out of here. <laughs> um. So one of the things that Alex and I were talking about last week was uh, kind of like early... Early games in our life, kind of our intro to games in general. I know we've been talking about video games, but I, I think that uh, you know that can be a little bit wider, just because I think that you know games writ large kind of influence sort of what we get into now. So, what were some of your early? What were some of your early games?
2: I mean, we had like a. The first game system I remember really having was, I can't remember if we had like a Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo first. Like I was kind of like immediately infatuated with games. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I remember in like kindergarten, the, it was like they like, everybody had like a little blurb about the, I remember this wall where everybody had a little blurb about them. And mine was like all about how it's like, oh, and Brian always loves to beat the final boss or something. So I'm like, I cannot imagine this poor, shy young child that only would talk about video games <laughs> when most adults were probably still convinced that they weren't even going to be a thing.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we, I, like,
0: fu- I... we fucking showed them,
1: man.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah take that, stupid parents.
1: <laughs> I feel like most of my early friends were like, people who were playing similar video games to me right like Mm -hmm. we would just go off in the corner and be like you know where in final fantasy are you and just like talk about that
2: well that's yeah that's exactly like oh my god like all like my best friend that lived down the street we would just play like super nintendo games together like any couch co-op anything we were immediately like yes gotta play zombies (laughs) ate my neighbors all that stuff gotta (laughs) do it but then like my dad was even kind of like into video games and our our uncle lived with us in our basement for like the first—I don't know, probably eight, ten, twelve years—and he like loved video games. He kind of like <laughs> every time I talk to my uncle Dan now, I'm like, "Oh, this is—he like loves Adult Swim, loves video games." I'm just like, "Oh, my uncle Dan is tight." Um,
1: <laughs> and then he starts getting into holomite lore, and you're like, "I gotta go." Yeah, this yeah, talks, dude,
2: Uncle Dan, come on. <laughs> Too much, but he so they would like play video games. They would play like Final Fantasy and shit in the basement, shit. and so I would always want to go in the basement. But they were like, "No, no, Brian, you can't come in the basement." And I would always wonder why. And then the first time I smelled weed, I was like, "Oh, this is why." To come in the basement. <laughs> That's so that funny. <laughs> it was like immediately that was my first thought. Like when I smelled <laughs> weed in ninth grade, I was like, "Uh." Oh yeah oh, I, I, get it.
1: I had a similar experience with my my um my family had an attic space where the only way to access it was through a closet in my parents bedroom there was a ladder and so you would go up that but the space up top was kind of empty so you could look into the living room from that attic space but i had that similar experience of like you know, when we all smoked weed for the first time, I was like, Oh, I know this stuff. That's, that's what dad smokes in the attic. I get it now. <laughs> My dad's cool.
3: Wait. No. Oh. <laughs> uh
1: so did you have like a a particular game for Sega or any S N E S?
2: Yeah, so the the biggest ones for me were like so, God, I remember like Streets of Rage is like oh, yeah. one of those games that's like, I can't believe how important it was for me. Like, not, not, I guess, necessarily for like, I guess more so for like the, you know, multiplayer aspect of it mm-hmm. and how I was like always down to like play with people, but also like, God, man, the music in that game is yeah, unbelievable. <laughs>
0: truly, a truly incredible soundtrack.
2: Like, it's just, I had no hope of, like, not listening to, like, club dance music throughout. <laughs> <laughs> like, between that and, like, I don't know if you guys remember, like, on Toonami, there was, like, one night where they just played, like, music videos. And it was just, like, all Daft Punk and Gorillaz. And it was oh, just, yeah. like, I it was just, like, I had no choice. Um, but then also, like, Super Mario RPG was probably, like, the... yeah that was like the first big, like, oh, fuck, this is like my favorite dude in like my favorite format. And it's just like. <laughs> I,
0: f- I feel like that's the first game I played that was funny, like really, yeah. like genuinely well-written and like goofy stuff would happen that was communicated correctly. And I was like, oh, this is a joke. And it's a good joke. Like, I <laughs> I, I, I get this.
2: Uh, they just did such a, it, I mean, that, that one too was just like. All the jokes in it. The art is just, like, it's, like, in that little, in that particular pocket where it's, like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, early Star Fox, which is, like, kind of looks like, you know, it's, like, this kind of looks like shit. It's, like, this is its yep. own style, and it's kind of a timeless sort of style that they landed on.
0: I kind of can't believe it was, like, that Donkey Kong Country thing where you're you're just sort of, like, I couldn't believe that the graphics were that good for that console generation. You know, yeah. like, you're just, like, this looks so nice and, and good. And I'm not sure how they're rendering it in like 32 bits or whatever.
2: Wait, that was 16 Uh,
0: bits, right? Super Nintendo. That was 16,
2: yeah, Mm -hmm. 16 bits, baby. Well, they had. (laughs) This is, I mean, this this is real nerdy stuff, but this is like they had they developed like a specific chip for Super Mario RPG to be able to like process those like 3D graphics. I think it was something like that.
0: That makes total sense cuz I like you can't get that out of that mm-hmm. you know that that Super Nintendo just didn't have that kind of raw processing power you know yeah. what I mean
2: <laughs> Gosh what I would have given to get under the hood of that thing yeah. Soup it up <laughs> baby. Oh man
0: try to overclock that thing I'm going to have that thing running hot for about 32 <laughs> hours
2: Immediately everybody listening to this is like okay they're making fun of me now and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: uh, I love that, Brian. I feel like you and I have a similar vein. I, I wasn't so much about the couch co-op stuff, but the RPG thing, you're you're speaking my language, baby. You're singing my song. Were you a big Final yeah. Fantasy kid? Like did yeah. you play like oh, 10 yeah. and like the PS2 generation games and stuff like that?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. That was like so like from getting exposed like through my uncle, my other favorite game, which was Final Fantasy Tactics, like I Incredible game.
0: That. Truly <laughs> phenomenal.
2: It's the kind of game that me and my older brother are like, how do we adapt this into a show? Because that's like, (laughs) it's the story in that too is just so good that it's like, this, somebody's got to do this. Mm -hmm. This has to happen. (laughs) Shining Uh,
1: Force was one of those early games for me. Like the tactics RPG uh, party gathering games. mm -hmm. I think when I first played those, like that blew my mind. Because up until that point, like I had played so many platformers And stuff like that, so Mm -hmm. that it was like, "What is this?" It felt like, like that was one of those. That was one of the first times that I played strategy games. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. like, "How quickly can you click this button?" or something like that. And I feel like that opened up a whole new. It's probably actually an older style of video game, right? Like, because it's actually just coming Mm -hmm. from D and D, and probably some of the earlier games are just text based games but uh yeah there's something about those games that really kind of like blew my mind when i first encountered them
2: yeah there's there is something about those kind of tactics games that like i can't believe i haven't even, i had, had never made that connection of like the D to these
3: oh, of yeah. areas
2: where it's like yeah it's like final fantasy tactics it's just an evolution of like you know you get to you have all these different classes and you don't have you know it's like Oh yeah, of course. This makes total sense now.
0: <laughs> well, there, there. I, I, uh, I heard this take on it that I think is really interesting. Where if you think about the '60s and like the British invasion, about how that was bit like basically all of these uh, blues singers in the United States influenced all these English kids who then brought that same music back to the United States where they were consuming it, and uh-huh. it was the same thing. Like it was D and D. Refracted through Japanese video game makers who like took that <laughs> idea and then and then just sold that back to the United States. You know, it's the exact same sort of,
1: back yeah, back and, and forth,
0: the, the cultural conversation that you're having right there. Which I just, I think that's so fucking cool.
2: I yeah. ate it up. Give uh, me
1: more. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that stuff, God, I just and the funny thing about those games too is like I always, I like wanted people around when I played them, even though I knew they were a single player game. <laughs> like that's why it's like the kind of thing of you know when people are like how could anybody watch anybody play video games i'm like that's all that i wanted as a kid was people to watch me play video games
0: (laughs) well i think that's kind of a great segue into this next segment uh to talk about the games from the itch.io bundle because i I feel like brian when you and i both heard about it we kind of had a similar reaction where Mm you're like this is like someone bringing over a big binder of games and we have like two days in the summer where we don't have to do anything we can just like sit around and play Uh. with it forever and just like really investigate some games um and that's kind of the inspiration behind this podcast uh so we got three games for this week because we couldn't figure out how to play two of them at first and then we uh so we tacked on a third one but uh we've got Three cool games, very different. I, mm-hmm. I didn't play SOMOS, so I can't speak to that one. If you guys want to cover it first, or we can talk about Raker, Signs of the Sojourn, or really whatever, whichever direction you want to go.
1: Uh, I played SOMOS. I played SOMOS for like 10 minutes. Um, okay. And SOMOS is, it feels very much like a game uh, that I would play in college to procrastinate writing a paper. Like one of those games where you're—it's just sort of like click, avoid little traps while a ball is bouncing back and forth. I think the graphics are really cool, um, and I rage quit after, <laughs> after <laughs> twice in a row. I encountered like two impossible moments <laughs> where like circles just <laughs> closed on it, and I was like, no, I don't, <laughs> no.
2: Actually, I won't. Somos, I did won't that- be continuing. <laughs> uh, did you play? it? I thought you said you played it, right? Uh, yeah, fine. I probably played it for like forty-five minutes. I played it. <laughs> I played it a, like enough because I like I clicked in and I was like, okay, the art is fun. This yeah. definitely feels like you know somebody. You know, it's like somebody's project. They were like, okay. Like they want to, it seems like they went about it the right way where they're like, okay, I'm not going to use too many colors and I'm not going to use too much, you know. Yeah. It's pretty simple in that it's like every level is like two tone, which is cool. Yeah. And then it's like the concept also is very cool where it's like, okay, you just have to click things and like protect this little ball that bounces from side to side. And it honestly feels like to, so like when I first got this PC and I was like, uh, you know, I had all these, I, re, I wanted to play with like all my buddies that were playing like these first person shooters. And I was like, how do I get my like aim better? Like, how do I get my point click aim better? And somebody was like, oh, you got to play this game called Osu. And I was like, what the, what the hell is this? And it's basically like DDR, but for just clicking on your screen. Oh, funny. <laughs> and it's such a weird, oh my God, it's so weird. It's the strangest thing. <laughs> but I was like i guess i can see i guess like you know streamers will play it in between matches to like keep their am up or whatever oh no way yeah and this that's kind of what this felt like to me towards like this game where you can kind of like get better at like the accurate clicking <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean maybe that's what it is and maybe that's why i i quit so quickly as i'm I'm a console gamer. I don't I don't play with this. Uh I don't understand it. For me, a mouse is uh
0: It's a tool uh, for work. It's not uh yeah. it's not a tool for recreation.
2: Did you did you play with mouse? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Did you play with mouse?
2: I did. I did play with mouse. Did you play with mouse? <laughs> Hold on, did you play with mouse? <laughs> I even have my like you know, when I when I got this PC two, um I bought like a, you know, a Logitech G305, you know what, a fancy gaming mouse. Oh, wow,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: (laughs) Come on, guys, guys, come on. Um, Shaving
0: time off. Shaving time (laughs) off those
2: headshots. (laughs) Those sweet, sweet milliseconds. Um, But it's also, I I like how this game was designed in terms of, like, did you get to any of the bosses or anything? No, no. I didn't even realize that that was a thing that could happen (laughs) yeah they're like bosses and they're like weird challenges in it and it's like the kind of thing where i'm like oh this is actually it kind of has like a you know like a it feels like the the progression is a little more satisfying than like this is level one now it's level two and like
1: Uh, okay i think you know what i think i assumed that it was just what i kind of encountered at first and Mm -hmm. uh i don't think i then gave it the time of day that i should have so now i feel like. A total scumbag no
2: no 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 i mean the thing is i think 15 minutes per game is like a good amount of time to see like okay am i gonna like this or is this gonna be
0: totally which is five minutes more than eric
1: gave it unfortunately
2: (laughs) i got cranky look
1: i uh i play games and if i can't continue i have to like there's this weird thing right where I get really, really upset if a game is too easy, and I get really, really upset if a game is too hard. And mm-hmm. uh, and it needs to kind of hit me in that right spot where I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm challenged, and I can make interesting choices here, and that if I play this more, and if I think about this more, or you know, get better at this, that I am going to be able to progress through this, and the game will then Continue to challenge me in some ways, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a um a very narrow and difficult path as a designer to create yeah,
0: I was gonna say that's like so hard to thread, but like when you see it, you know it, like you get it yeah. brings mm-hmm. something out of you, even if something's much more difficult, it's like, oh, I understand the way in which this might be very difficult, but like how I'm supposed to progress along it, and like I get it, the loop of yeah. it makes sense, whatever it is,
1: yeah. There's this um, iOS game called Dream Quest, which is like a roguelike deck building game, kind of like Slay the Spire. And it's mm-hmm. super hard, but my friends and I got super into it just because you could create interesting decks and make interesting choices. And um, and I love that. So I won't just like instantly quit if I encounter something that's like very difficult. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this point where I'm like, oh, okay. I think I get this, you know. If I was killing time, Somos is like a hundred percent a game that like I would fire up if I had like, you know, a handful of minutes just to do nothing between, mm-hmm. you know, like while I'm at work or whatever. Um, but what would you say, Brian? Would you say that it's a, is it a pass or is it a play for you? We're, we're trying something out we're trying a new yeah. uh, a new rating system
0: it's it's binary it's a zero or a one
1: yeah
2: <laughs> um i would say i honestly i would say play just because it's like it's um i think if you can i think like you said it's like you can tell whether you're going to like this game in like 5 or 10 minutes yeah. and if you do like it it's like okay well you can play it kind of as much as you want uh-huh and like like i played it a bunch in the one sitting that i had but i'm not like dying to get back to it
1: yeah um i i'm gonna give it a pass and i i feel bad about that i think so it's a it's an action arcade game with minimal minimalist vil, visuals where movement is key to solving procedurally generated living puzzles i'm reading the review right there mm-hmm. and i think that the thing with procedurally generated living puzzles which i think is like a big thing in indie games specifically right now like the procedurally generated things is that i i don't want to encounter impossible situations in my video games especially early on kind of thing mm-hmm. and i think that one time that when people are doing these like randomly generated things you know it's like it's like encountering in mario a gap that's like way too big to jump where you're like well, well, why am I? Why am I here? It's like, oh, but if I open this up again, that gap is suddenly a lot smaller, and I can, I can make it. So that's my. It's,
0: it's interesting to me because uh, I think that's totally fair. And as we continue, you know, maybe our criteria, like what we're doing through this podcast, is expanding our touch points and our experiences with different kinds of games we wouldn't play normally and all those things. So as we go on, your sort of different criteria might change, you know, or develop, but for, mm-hmm. for a first thing to be like, no, nah, this is a pass for me. I love that. We'll see if your tolerance goes up or down.
1: <laughs> but um, uh, I want to say, I want to say up top that it's uh, the developer is sideline and the platformer, the platforms for our Microsoft windows, Linux and Mac O X, uh, OS, if you're, interested in this game mm-hmm.
0: okay cool moving on to the next one here which i have was a uh, rake which is um a text-based game on the twine uh structure which i, I wasn't familiar with i think eric you had heard of it before mm-hmm. just yeah. briefly but uh, very flexible cool text-based sort of structure and the game itself was uh it was cool and straightforward in some ways, like there, there was sort of this initial level to it for me personally playing it where I was like, Oh, it's basically a story where you can toggle between, um, ancient or, or sort of like, uh, old Scottish. So uh-huh. it's like, like, you know, like a certain rhythm to it. And then, um, sort of more modern English and you can sort of switch back and forth. I was like, Oh, that's a cool kind of twist. So, Um, I started playing it and there is a second level beyond that that I think is really fascinating that actually makes this a much more compelling game to me than just the initial one, Um, uh, which makes it, I think, more of an artistic statement than I would have initially thought. Um, I was wondering, did you guys encounter that sort of second level to it or or for you, was it sort of the straight ahead text based uh, Scottish adventure game toggling back and forth?
1: I only encountered the the initial level and I even with that I really 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 liked this game a lot. I thought that the uh the visuals were very the you know it's all written but um the writing was very compelling. Very compelling. Uh, what I really liked about this game whereas where some other uh text-based Games kind of um, sometimes make a mistake, or maybe not make a mistake, but like this game didn't start out with like you're in your house, right? You're in your room, like you're right, right. You're walking immediately into this cave, and any backstory stuff you kind of can find out a, like along the way.
0: And it's totally um, optional. You don't really have to read any of the backstory stuff. You can click on stuff to get more information. It's a different color link than the action, which I thought yeah. was a great, great addition.
1: Yeah, but I thought I found uh, the choices that I could make inside of these text based this text based game to be, you know, interesting and fun, um, and uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I'm I am a little bit curious. But one of the things that I thought that was nice about Twine was that it actually did a lot of the work when you clicked through a path. Yeah, and it didn't work out and you would go back it would take away the hyperlink that would let you click through that other path again so you never mm-hmm. repeated yourself it, it did a really good job of cleaning itself up which i'm not sure if that's a trademark if that's kind of built into the platform or the system or if that's something that was just some really good game design um, mm-hmm. in this specific game but uh, i just wanted to toss it out there brian thoughts
2: oh my goodness i mean what I'm- Few RPG boys like ourselves are gonna, you know. what, you tell me, we're not gonna like some. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cranking on yeah. the the Scottish uh, music on Spotify and just letting her rip for an hour or two, baby. It's
2: like the funny thing too with the start. With the start of this is, it's like, oh, here's like the Scottish dictionary in case you need to use this. And I was like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm just gonna power through. And really, like I, because it is written in. Scottish, basically. Yeah, a lot of it, right. So it's like, oh, at first I was like, oh, maybe I'll like keep this open and maybe toggle back and forth. But the thing that helped me the most was just like literally reading everything out loud, just yep, phonetically. Exactly. Uh, that's funny. And so it's just like, I'm literally like kind of like, you know, what is it? You're walking, yon't the wind as you see the gray, blue and morn. And I'm like, oh yeah. It's like, if I'm just reading in my head, I like wouldn't really, if, like if I'm trying to like figure out what every word is, uh-huh. But if I'm actually just reading it out loud, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what's going on.
0: <laughs> so he- here's here's the spoilery part a little bit. But this And this is where maybe I'm wrong, but, but I got the impression there were a couple times when I was playing in the – it toggles – it's the white screen when it's in modern English and then the uh, blue screen when you go to sort of old Scottish. And mm-hmm. there were a number of times when I was just clicking through the white screen and I would click one of the orange links, which sort of advances the action forward, and it switches – to the Scottish and the description of events there, like from what I can piece together is not what I was experiencing previously in the cavern. It's actually a description of like of someone living a modern life in Scotland working at an office job mm-hmm. and they've mapped over this, uh, alternate thing where it's the, the hyperlinks, from what I can tell, do the same sorts of things. So it will advance the story in the same kind of direction, but they don't have any necessarily connection with the, with the story itself. What? So so there's this, and I, I think that it says something very interesting about like the old story is in English, uh, and the new story is in ancient Scottish and kind of recontextualizing both those experiences through language was really cool. You know, where you're, you're have, you're in HR speaking to your boss in old Scottish and the description of what's going on. And I'm not even sure there might actually be like the, the hint of like, uh, you're having some kind of weird, uh, episode you know where you you've had this break with reality and now you're experiencing things in old scottish and you can't necessarily relate to the the world of modern modern world anymore which to me adds like a a layer of artistry to the game that i I wasn't expecting at all i thought it was just going to be a pretty straightforward uh text-based thing that's super
1: fun i think that there's this um there's this movement to add in that kind of like secondary emotional level to to some of these games that I that's come up in indie game making lately where where the hope I think is to add that level of artistry and I don't know that I'm always a hundred percent on board with that mission necessarily just because it's like you know if just because you say your game is about you know some sort of like it's about having a psychotic break i'm like okay that's you know like all right like (laughs) fine you know like what what does that actually mean in terms of like the experience of that game and if it if it helps the experience of the game and then like you get this extra little jump i think that that's awesome um and then the flip side of that is like are you just sort of being uh, exploitative about like you know an actual issue in order to make your your idea kind of feel like hip and edgy and i think that that's uh i'm less inclined when it does that in this case i think it's something that is successful and cool
3: yeah
0: Yeah. which i i think you're in a good spot right now eric because there has been so many games that have come out that are a response to that going back in the other direction of like, no, games are just supposed to be fun and cool. Like, <laughs> fuck all this other stuff. You know, so we live in a world where both things are very true right now, which is fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it's like the... Uh, yeah, because I, I think it is so hard to kind of like be like, oh, this is a game about like what it's like to have anxiety or, you know, something like And it's like, all right, let's see what we got here. As usually right. mm-hmm. Okay. And then like, because I'm generally not a very anxious person by nature like i have to you know really be sleeping poorly and not exercising to like uh you know dip into too you know anxious land I and folks like... brian,
0: brian is ripped baby he's like <laughs> not an ounce of damn fat on him is you there an any way we good. can put
2: this hold on is there any can i take my shirt off and <laughs> <this>? <laughs> but like with this game it's like you know I feel like for somebody like me, especially, it's like, I, you know, I go into this and it's like, I kind of want to be, you know, I kind of want to be like, Oh, you know, how do I take like, you know, how do I take the most positive path possible? And Mm -hmm. it's like, helps me understand a little bit better. Like what it's like for people that have a harder, you know, a hard Mm -hmm. time dealing with anxiety. Cause you're like, Oh, like, well, you know, we'll be fine. We'll just like, we'll get you up. We'll get you, you know, Mm. come on character. And it's like, you kind of, you based on the choices that you're given throughout the game, it's like, well, you don't have a choice. It's like, yeah, exactly. it's not like you, it's not like the kind of thing where you're like, oh, you just like have to go into it with a positive attitude. It's like, well, this is, that's kind of the point is like, it's not, Yeah, you can't just conquer it necessarily. It's like, you can mm-hmm. kind of just deal with it.
0: You deal with it as best, as you, best you can. can. And yeah. just that that idea, too, of, it, of mapping over the idea of, like, oh, in olden days, it was an adventure. You know, you were struggling against yeah. obstacles. And now we have fucking anxiety, you know? I think that's a cool, <laughs> little, a cool little map on top of it. I think the game's pretty successful. I think you're, you're, yeah. you're right, Brian, in terms of communicating and, and making a point in a way that doesn't feel overly exploitative. And is contextualized in such a way that it's, like, that initial bump of, like, once you figure out what's going on, which is a feeling in games that I love like oh there's yeah. something else going on here to me if you do that successfully like i'm all in you know what i mean like forget about yeah, it yeah. I'm, I, i'll am i give you the rest of the game no matter how fucking clumsy you are um i have fun with it
2: <laughs> yeah i think too it's like something the fact that it's in scottish and it takes place like in scotland technically mm-hmm. it's like i think that's so important for you know people in individualistic cultures because it's yeah like, that was kind of a big moment for me when I was like, "Oh, people in other cultures can get anxious and like, <laughs> right, right." Which is insane. Which is insane to say, but it's like, oh, it's like I just didn't. There was so much of my life. It was like when I, I like studied abroad in China, and I remember talking to like a student over there. It was about the same age as me, and she was talking about how she had like relationship troubles and things like that. And it's just like that's just something you just don't think. It's like and I for me, it just wasn't something that I. It's not that I, I don't know. It's like, I just didn't, I literally just didn't think about it. Right. It's and like, it's like they're,
0: Oh There are yeah. people that are over there. It's different. And that's all it is in your head. Like then you're dealing with your emotions right in front of you and your experiences, but you don't map those onto people other places because they are yeah. people in other places. Yeah. I, it's a very relatable feeling. Yeah. Um, well, great. So I, what do you guys all say? Is it a pass or play for you?
1: rake's a play i'm a hundred percent on board i think that this game is super fun uh
2: and a real good time yeah i'm all yeah all in on a play it's like 30 yeah it's like what does it say on the it's page a, it's yeah like 30 minutes. minutes yeah like, exactly
0: it's great and hmm. folks it'll be no surprise to you at all but i am also a play if you're looking for a little text-based thing that feels like a, a cool little piece of artistry this is a great game this is a, a very cool little game uh, all right um Moving on
1: to the final game of the week, The Signs of the Sojourner. This is a narrative card game about relationships and connecting with people, uh, where your deck is your character reflecting your experiences and shaping your relationships. The developer was Echo Knight Games, um, and it was also published by Echo Knight Games. I, I think with from seeing the credits, a uh, it was an Indiegogo game that had a, a nice little little following along with it um i think that this game is super interesting and i think there are a lot of really interesting ideas being um played with um as you move through it so basically the way that the game kind of worked was you start off and you're in your hometown your mom has just died and uh your best friend and you are kind of like sort of at odds about how to start going forward. And there's a caravan that comes through town and you're supposed to go out with it and provide stuff with your store. It's kind of like a
0: post-apocalyptic future almost, or like it's not, maybe not earth, maybe it's an alien planet, but something has happened and it's, things are are weird. And uh, it's not the regular time that we live in now or something like that. It's not modern times. That's not the past. It's the future.
1: Yeah. (laughs) um and everybody in your hometown kind of talks in a specific way with cards that are it was like an orange circle and uh purple triangle i think um which meant like creativity and
0: logical yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: the different shapes and uh colors are assigned to different sort of personality traits and everyone has two
1: yeah and then as you every time you have a conversation with somebody you can draft you get to or you have to you're forced to draft um a card from your encounter with them into your deck so you're basically developing or learning kind of new ways of conversing with people as you go and as you move along this map um you encounter different people who talk with Different styles, and you adapt some of those styles as you encounter. And I with, think that with,
0: that's a with the hope of uh, a gathering items or attracting information and learning more about the world. Every conversation, you'll gain a card, but you'll also possibly get an item to sell in the store, or you'll get access to a new like road or town or a new piece of information about your mom and her past. So there, there's a lot to be gained by interacting with people out in the world.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that that's a super interesting idea for um, a game. Just the idea of encountering other people and the way that another person might talk and using kind of a card game in order to demonstrate that. Um, I thought that that was interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. Completely. Um, The gameplay to me of... It pers- so it's it's not a game where you are going out. Uh, sort of it, it lasts probably if you like have a bottle of wine and an evening in you can probably play it all in just that one chunk of time. Um, there is like a narrative and you go out about five times on the caravan and then no matter what after that it will end. So there are certain events that are locked into every time, uh, that are going to happen as you're sort of going out. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much. Uh, so we won't, but there's like festivals, other places you can break from the caravan and do other things. If you do that, there are pluses and minuses. There are benefits from leaving. You get access to more things or benefits from staying with the caravan. Um, The first time I played through this, I was so frustrated by what happened uh, and learning how it worked. And there were so many times when the gameplay, when I wouldn't have just that one card that I needed to, to be able to do the thing, which is, and I got really actually like focused on the stakes and it really hooked me in. So I was, the frustration I felt was very, very real from the gameplay because it felt kind of like limited or like. Uh, un-nuanced in sort of like the way it made you give away your favorite cards that you had a lot of use for, for something that like you wouldn't need anymore. Um, But then the more I I played it through three times and by the third time I had a a much uh, fuller and less frustrating experience um, than that first time. As it became clear that every time you go through is a different chance to explore a different sort of thing, as opposed to feeling like very limited by the first time through when I was like, I fucked up and like this person's life is ruined. You you know what I mean? um, So having said that, what did you guys think of uh, the graphics or uh, the music in it? It's got a very specific art style and a lot of uh, music that's going on.
2: Yeah. The art, I mean, is, it's very cool it's like um it's like a it's a big swing and i'm like ah this i you know i think it works i'm like this is this is good i like how like the characters are designed and everything um i think especially for like the format of the game because i've i've i probably only played like 10 minutes of it i played like through Mm -hmm. the like tutorial stage basically Mm -hmm. um and I'm like already so curious to like go through and like play more not to spoil my my answer for the for later but it's like um it's like it's funny with like the the deck building games that I'm like aware of of like slay the spire, monster train, you know, hearthstone these kind of games and it's like i i think for a game to have its own distinct it has its own distinct style for sure like, I haven't seen this. It's not like I look at this and I'm like, oh, this immediately makes me think of this. Mm. It's like, I see this game and I'm like, oh, I haven't really seen something exactly like this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the music, I think, is great and it's awesome. And it does a really good job of uh, creating a tone in the game. I think the game itself feels like deck building Uno. And I want a I want something a little bit more gameplay-wise out of a out of my game than that, right? Like basically, it was just like, can you match up this symbol, and then have a symbol on the other side of the card that can then get matched up by your opponent. And I think that or not your opponent. I guess there's not um you're not really playing against anybody necessarily. Um, I want something a little bit more
2: more more
0: nuanced yeah i understand that
2: (laughs) yeah i think that's yeah i i I think that's kind of the because it's essentially like a relationship or you know i guess more broadly relationship simulator as opposed to like more specifically dating simulator and it's like in that token it's like what is i I, i've been trying to think of like what is the most successful dating sim or relationship sim (laughs) like (laughs) is it stardew valley
0: yeah, I mean, that's a very good question. I, there there are a lo- lot of games in this bundle that are actual straight-up dating sims, you know, where mm-hmm. it's okay. the line of dialogues that you choose, like, affect, like, mm-hmm. their relationships with people and, like, knowing things about them and just sort of the piece of, like, anime, like, cover, the piece of anime art that, like, shifts based on, like, you know, the face is happy when it's happy, not, and then, you know, moves around and stuff like that. So we will certainly be playing some of those as we go along. Um, and this definitely has elements of that. I think Brian, your point about it being a deck building game is really cool and an important one to make because I can't think of a deck building game where and you or know, wait watch, a relationship
2: sim or, a date uh, or, or, or
0: or like just like a game where you're putting together cards where you're not fighting with the cards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no battle going on in this. You're using the cards to express and like to communicate to people. So at that most fundamental aspect, that thing of like Okay, so I'm talking to someone who is logical and innovative, but I am not logical, innovative. I am compassionate and adversarial. You know what I mean? And so I can't communicate with that person because that like little piece of information is different. You know,
1: I want I want like on those cards for for those cards to have names, right? Like if I'm logical and creative, then I want to try. Then I want like you know like. This card is like the a funny story card, right? Like that. I want these cards to actually feel, to have like what I'm saying on them. Like I want that flavor along with it because I don't actually. The interaction, t- doesn't make me feel like I am, um, like I am actually communicating. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to communicate in some ways. Like I know that I'm being. Told that I'm trying to communicate, but I'm kind of just encountering this sort of like tiny puzzle in order to advance the story in some way, which I think is is cool and interesting. Um but I think that those it was cool to me to be like, oh, I'm not actually like playing a game where I'm fighting against somebody else, right? We're going to try to communicate with each other. That's really cool. But in those games where you are, you know, fighting against somebody else, like you're you're doing things like kick or like headbutt or whatever. And I want the conversation version of what those cards would be, right? Like if it's not headbutt, it's like, you know, ponder and then not say anything or whatever, you know, like those cards I think I think more no, can be done with that I conversational get it. aspect.
0: You wanna you want a more comprehensive battle system for your conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so i get I it to, to me the to me the simplicity of it felt like something that i really enjoyed is that uh-huh. actually it was like playing mancala almost at, at like the center yeah. of this game I thought
1: about also yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. there's there's just like this thing but but to to your point eric i totally get what you mean about like when you get down to it there's not a lot of game there you know what i mean and so yeah. much of it is less the happenstance but to me I really do feel like this game succeeds on so many ways because part of it that it's trying to get at is like there's actually a lot of happenstance and circumstance that goes into living our lives and yeah. the fact that you have to give away this one card like the fact that you have so many limited things the fact that it's such a, a small palette I actually think is saying something more than it is uh, you know it was it, it that was a choice in itself to limit it to this point
1: and to I give I you those that constraints, that, I think that that is really interesting, and I had these interesting thoughts as I was playing it. Right, where In- interesting, I, would,
0: interesting, interesting.
1: You well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Is like it's right. not really much more than interesting, right? Like right. I would come back home and not be able to c- communicate with my like home best friend, and I was like, oh, that's. that's sad sad, (laughs) yeah that's fun and that's interesting but what you they were doing was like giving me a a mechanic for um you know kind of trying to translate these sort of real ways in which we do grow up as people again very interesting but like yeah the gameplay but not mm, fun for you not i mean yeah just like not as fun as it could be Give me something a little bit more to to sink my teeth in. Did you? I really, I got really into the city where little Basilio was and big yeah. Basilio. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and uh, the that music was like, there—that that was—I
0: think it can't be stressed enough how fucking kick-ass the music is in this game. It's like <laughs> there's this, um, there's one level, there's one spot that's kind of like a little. Hang on, one second. Let
2: me find
1: it what do you I wonder
2: what the most like successful relationship simulator is? Is it the Sims? Does that count? I guess, uh, yeah, it's like that's the thing. I, I guess I'm trying to think of like in the Sims, nobody re- ever really talks, though. It's like the relationships I think in that game are so drilled down to like, I guess they talk, but in their own language hmm. and they interact. yeah, maybe i yeah, I guess so.
0: Hang on, i'm gonna let's see if this works. I want to try to play um this for you. Let's see if. But there's, there's a, a track called Long Gate that um, is just like all swelling, like reed instruments. It's so cool. It's got kind of like a Moroccan feel in it. Um, it's great. Anyways,
2: the music's fucking awesome. Yeah.
0: All right, so bottom lines: is it a pass or a play? Let's see just how cruel Eric is. I, I love it. Just in this first episode too, you're ruthless, my man. It's great. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really wonderful. Brian, we'll yeah. start with you as our guest. Is it a pass or a play?
2: Um, I would considering say... considering you're
0: about to play it. Really, I, I know considering
2: I'm <laughs> about to play it. I I would play because I yeah. you know I played about five minutes of it which is 10 minutes lower than my usual 15 minute limit Uh, (laughs) but um yeah after five minutes i'm like oh yeah this looks yeah this looks fun this is i keep meaning to get into like these deck building games that i'm always like on the sidelines for like (laughs) Rothkin says that I have come to, you know, in-person Magic the Gathering tournaments just to watch. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. To have, I, you got to see me just, like, wipe somebody out. Yeah. And I think at one point you whispered, you were like, what just happened? And I was like, oh, he just quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I won, he quit. Um, so, like,
2: I, I've downloaded Hearthstone because I want to play, like, the Battlegrounds. Uh-huh. <sighs> and I think this is, like, the a good, like, you know, a good gateway. Um, deck building game into playing some.
1: Maybe that's that's what it is and what it functions as. Personally, I am a bit. I love deck building games. I think that like it's it's one of the most fun game mechanics that you can encounter because um, there's versatility to it along with this kind of like general you know poker sort of strategy. Element to it, and that just sort of scratches all of my itches. So the most fun that I had in this game was when I could do that and feel like I was like making this kind of like fun deck and uh, like encountering people that I didn't have cards that I could play with, but being able to be versatile inside of that, right? And so that Mm -hmm. speaks to that like, can I make interesting choices inside of this game? and I think that there's a lot of fun things in the story element, like the fact that there's um, the cataclysm that happens, which maybe that's a spoiler too much, but I think that, that... Oh, he blew it. He blew it. <laughs> <laughs> it. I, changed my, I changed my answer. I'm the, not playing anymore I, think <laughs> that, I, I I think it's hard to talk about this game without uh, addressing that because I think that that's a very interesting element to it. Spoiler, there's a cataclysm. <laughs> Uh, Dude,
2: you're so lucky. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but ultimately, I, I think I'm a pass on this game. Oh, um, unbelievable! Oh my goodness. It's it just it doesn't um, it doesn't it doesn't quite get there for me. Um, I think it's a very interesting mechanic, but I don't think it is an interesting game, and that's. Yeah unbelievable uh, yeah that's just me being i mean it's a, it's a very it's a very
0: it's a well articulated argument i could not disagree with you more this is like, <laughs> a, he- this is like a, a, a heavy play for me i think it it does so like you're saying it does so many interesting things it does so many things well the the art style and the music uh, are such a massive part of it why it's a play for me like if it was not pleasant to interact with it or play and also just the design of the way you interact with the things like clicking stuff feels so good in this game and like mm. the, the sort of logo and tile design and the, like the sort of tactile nature of it it's a very like well thought out game and yeah at the center of it is this sort of th- this limited thing which does feel weird but the more I played it and the more it opened up to me, the more I understood the strategy behind it and the more it became a device to explore the story, like the, the more it really appealed to me. Um, yeah. so, so that to me was enough. Uh, and there is like a lot of story in here to uncover. Because um, So I'm going to keep on coming back to it quite a, a few more times, I think, to play. Uh, it's, I think, one of my like the most interesting games that I've played in the last like five years or something like that. It's, it's such a cool thing. um, And it's such a a well thought out, interesting thing, even if at the center of it is an idea that isn't totally satisfying.
1: Mm. Yeah. All right. i love that (laughs)
0: no totally i totally and and to be clear too i think it's important to note for our listeners that this is all personal opinion more than anything else this is not like a rating on the game as if it's good or bad you know it's like a it's our personal taste more than anything else
1: yeah so for all for you know the signs of the sojourner team that are tuning in right now uh I apologize. I feel bad. I've never made a game <laughs> in my life. I have no right <laughs> critiquing a thing. <laughs>
2: um, I think it is interesting. It's like I, I think this is like such a good idea for pod because it's like it's funny. Like watching. I don't know if you guys watch um, video game donkey on YouTube. Yeah, I do. Like I love him. You do watch
0: him. Yeah, he's great.
2: He's so good, and it's like, it's just like, whether you like him or not, it's like, he does such a good job articulating, like, what types of games he likes, Uh and he will go out of, you know, he'll, like, go out of his way to, like, play games that are, you know, in genres that he doesn't like, like, he hates RPGs, like, turn-based RPGs, he cannot stand them, Uh but he'll still play them, and the more that he, like, is able to, like, articulate why he doesn't like them, I'm like... Yeah, I don't know if I could play these kinds of games anymore <laughs> because I'm in the same boat where it's like I I really like prize you know pri- like prize good gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like if you can get something that has like good gameplay, it's like I can you know so, you know you can sacrifice a little bit on the like story or you can sacrifice a little bit on like some other areas if like the feeling of playing it is good. Yeah. Agreed. Or I guess I wouldn't say good. I guess more in line with some things that I like. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh should we move into this next this next section here? Is this the the other games we're playing? Other things going on in the world?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if there's anything we want to talk about, I feel like we went pretty long and uh in general I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um is there like if, is there anything that we're playing right now? Like uh we'll just keep it kind of uh short and then we'll go into the next game draw and uh then we'll go into the conclusion and any plugs you have,
1: Brian. Does that sound good?
2: Uh yeah, it sounds great.
1: I'm playing D D, baby. <laughs> 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 I'm playing uh edition specifically edition three point five. Uh played a game today, had a really good time. Um uh, turn-based rpgs i think it's funny yeah the mechanics of uh turn-based rpgs are sometimes not the funnest things but give me a group of people together creating a story and i'm all about it oh but, yeah i mean yeah big fan it. big fan brian anything you plan?
2: um yeah i am wrapping up Hollow Knight, my, my right. stream of Hollow Knight over the next, I, I kind of even just want to do it today. I'm like, it's the kind of thing where it's like thinking it's, it's funny, like now that you know, streaming games now, cause it's mm-hmm. like the kind of thing where I've, oh, I kind of have like scheduled time to play games mm-hmm. and it's been really satisfying for Hollow Knight because traditionally I'm not like a Metroidvania kind of guy, but this is like what everybody says is the best one. So I'm like, well, you know, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been pleasant. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really fun. Um, yeah. So it's been nice to kind of like force myself to play it, I guess, in a sense. But also now I'm like looking forward to it. But now I'm also like, OK, I'm ready to be done. Yeah. <laughs> so you put your, You
0: put
1: your time in.
2: Yeah. And I think after this, I'm going to play either Baba is You. Oh, yeah. I really want to play that game. Or Bioshock. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> also two also very two very different games. Yeah, <laughs> very, very different <laughs> games. Um, Have you played Bioshock
1: before? No. Uh-uh. Oh, oh, that's a treat. What a treat of a game. That's a game that's
0: been, I'll never play it, but it's it's, I know it's important, but it's totally been spoiled for me in terms of like the big twist and stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that big twist is like one of those. Don't, things. wait, wait,
0: wait! Before we go, keep on, Brian. What it is. Yeah, you don't. I don't do know what it is.
1: It's the cataclysm. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, come on! <laughs> that big twist is one of those things where it's it's a it's a thing that enhances the entire game when it happens. Right, uh, and that's all so, I'm going to say. Yeah,
0: two very different games, Brian. I look forward to watching you stream both of them. <laughs> you're gonna have to fucking ban people from the stream if they're gonna spoil fucking bioshock
1: for you look i'm gonna yeah, i'm gonna, gonna, gonna be up young. there just talking bioshock lore <laughs> please we're,
0: uh, i'm swatting your ass for bioshock yeah lore.
1: fontaine man i don't know is he good is he bad we'll find out i am
0: i'm uh pl- playing persona 5 while i'm on my exercise wow. bike. um a cool JRPG, a lot of fun elements, some cool anime stuff. It's my fucking my weeb side. Just go, <laughs> coming all out. It's cool. It, it's um it's a really well-made game uh that does a lot of things that I love uh very well and I'm enjoying playing it.
2: That's what uh who's in that Joker? Arsene? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's I just done that from Smash Bros.
0: There you go. <laughs> Brian, I think you'd like it. I think maybe you should play that game on your stream at some point if if you can. I don't know if it's a console exclusive or not, but I think is it know.
2: on? Well, you're playing on Switch, right?
0: Uh, I'm playing on my PS4.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I, don't know. I would love to play It, it sounds. It seems fun. It seems up my alley.
0: Heading into the last section, now we are going to randomize and sort um the next game. Uh. Here we go. What are we playing next, um, Eric? What do you want to? Uh, do you want to do like three again? Did that feel good, or is two feel nice? What do you think?
1: Two feels nice. I think. I, I depending on what the mind. depending on what the games were, I liked this three because it felt like two of them were sort of shorter encounters, and one was a longer game. Give me two. Give me three. Whatever feels good, baby.
0: All right. Uh, here we go. I'll just put three on here and we'll see how this goes. Or, you know what? Let's do two. All right. Here we go. We are playing Crash Lander and Super Skull Skull Smash Go to Turbo. Um, Crash Lander is out with... the, The text description is out with Gravity Explore New Worlds. It's from... Uh, Don Whitaker is the author. Uh, It's about a half hour that we're going to play for. It's made for the Oculus Rift. We'll see if it translates at all all to this. Um, And then Uh Super Skull Smash go to the uh, description is the Kingdom of Bones needs you. Um, It's uh, released by Poppy Works. It's a platformer action. It's a few hours. Um, And we'll see how it goes by uh, made with Game Maker Studio. So sweet. Two interesting games. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if they do it. Um, yeah, Brian. This
2: looks fun, dude. This looks fun. This is. I think I. I think Game Maker Studios. What I or maybe it was RPG. When uh, I. I don't know if this is a fun fact included in here, but I went to computer camp to learn how to make video games when I was Whoa. in uh, ninth
3: grade, uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and I tried to make a um, an RPG called First Fantasy, which is a parody of Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did you succeed in making it at all? Does it exist out there somewhere?
2: The first level. No, I didn't finish it. But I played it. It's a pass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Brian, if you're looking, Brian, if you're looking for a fucking quarantine project, getting going on first fantasy again and trying to finish it, (laughs) I think earnestly and honestly, I would tune into the stream of you trying to make that stuff. I think that'd be so funny. (laughs) Um. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Where can people uh, watch your stream or follow you? You're also a very funny comedian. If you want to plug any of that Mm. stuff, please let us know.
2: Guys, if you want to come hang out on stream, I'm on twitch.tv slash bebop, be nasty, B-E-B-O-P, B-E-I-N-N-A-S-T-Y. So far, I stream Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 12 p.m. Pacific, Los Angeles, Is burning time um and then uh what the hell and then i you know i like make videos and stuff every now and then which you can find all that stuff if you come to the twitch you know
0: yeah just (laughs) ask him the twitch you can interact with him in person there he'll he'll give you that that's the
2: best that's the best one i think (laughs) you go to the other ones you won't even be able to talk to me unless that's what you want i don't know
0: uh eric anything for you to plug right now anything going on
1: no no i got nothing going on and that's the way i like it (laughs) hey brother
0: you and me both folks this has been bundle buddies thanks so much for stopping by and listening to us uh already me and eric get into it and i love it i wouldn't have none either way Um, oh
1: we're fighting baby you know what's funny is i think that in real life if you and i had this kind of a disagreement we would not Try to actually talk through it. We would just sort of move on. And I love that we're being forced to like actually like say that we have different opinions and talk yeah.
0: about hmm, Interesting. Here's why I think you're a jackass. Moving on. <laughs> all right, buddies. Uh, all, hey, all right, buddies. My uh, you're all our bundle buddies too. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> Goodbye.
0: Oh, baby, how about that episode? Brian B and Cardi, what a guest.
1: He's fantastic. That guy is a sweetheart through and through. A true, sweet,
0: wonderful man. He plugged it uh, in the show too, but please uh, go watch him stream. He's streaming Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at twitch.com under Bebop Being Nasty. That's Bebop Being Nasty. Uh, Our friend Mike Classic is hopping on with him a lot too and they're uh, streaming, uh, playing games, and also their opinions on SoundCloud and YouTube Rappers. Uh, It's a fun little place. Uh, So... Check out that little corner of the internet, please.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both sweethearts. Couple sweethearts. Support sweethearts.
0: Please. If nothing else, support sweethearts. Um, (laughs) Thank you for listening to Bundle Bunnies. Donate to Nithya Ramen, and uh, we'll see you next week, we hope. All right, peace. Bye.